Hi, I'm Frankie, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the fifth episode of the Sad Girl Podcast. I hope that currently you are lighting up your blunt, getting grounded, staying safe, and loving yourself. I want to tell you a little bit about me and a little bit about this podcast. I am a 30-year-old queer Mexican-American creator whose mediums include, but are not limited to, writing, photography, videography, collaging, drawing, cooking, sewing, and now podcasting. On the Sad Girl Podcast, not only am I taking you with me into worlds I've created in my writing, but I'll also be taking you with me down my path to truth and hopefully joy. In this next piece that I'm going to share with you is one that got the most votes on the Sad Girl Podcast Instagram this week. This piece was written as an example for a writing challenge I hosted on one of those apps I had mentioned on last week's episode. I called the challenge, Meet Your Maker, and I basically challenged the authors on there to pick one of their characters and write themselves meeting them while explaining that they are their creator. For this example, I chose Lincoln. Lincoln is probably one of my favorite characters, and I know I can already hear all of my characters complaining at that because I do love them all so very much, and they know that. But Link, Link is my baby, and I have a very special place for him in my soul. I want to read to you a little bit about his past before I read you the piece. Lincoln has a soul as old as time. Although his current human form hasn't unlocked his past lives, He's currently broken by the life he and his mother had to live at his father's hands until the day the bastard abandoned them all together. His mother worked double shifts, saving up every penny for his college fund. In the meantime, he never received a birthday or a Christmas present, only a kiss on the forehead when his mother left for work and when she got home, all while he was asleep. For her sacrifice, he worked hard in school. He earned top of his class, but at the same time, he was always getting in trouble for his temper and slick tongue. He was often in fights, mostly defending someone or because someone made a remark about his mother. It ended him with suspensions constantly, so he spent most of his time at home with independent study. He liked it that way anyway. He learned better on his own. The same history followed him throughout high school, where he graduated as salutatorian. He would have been valedictorian if not for his multiple suspensions. Luckily, his grades didn't lie. He went through college on an academic scholarship, studying business and obtaining an MBA. With his mother's encouragement, he invested the money she had saved for his college tuition into starting up his own company where he invested in other companies. With a small bit of luck, 
Along with all of his hard work, he earned enough money to have his mother retire her jobs and bought her a nice house in Colorado. She became his right-hand man eventually since sitting still just wasn't her style. Until the day that she was diagnosed with brain cancer, only surviving three months after her diagnosis. She was his only light and so Lincoln changed into a cold-hearted man who only cared about profit until he met his fated love. Come to find out, Lincoln was cursed to die tragically. In a past life, Lincoln and Sabine fell in love, but Sabine's family was powerful and her duties were to be alone to fulfill her destiny that they cursed Lincoln in that life to death. But Sabine, in her anguish, tried to cast a counter to the curse and ended up damning Lincoln to a never-ending loop of tragic life and tragic death. Her family, at an attempt to hold her accountable, then cursed her to an immortal life until she fulfilled her destiny. Except to their dismay, she spends that eternity looking for and finding Lincoln's soul and trying to break it free. I wrung my hands in front of me, biting the inside of my cheek. Finally, gathering the nerve after several minutes of deep breathing, I unclasped my hands and placed one on the door handle. Despite the early hours, the bar was open. I stepped inside and allowed the door to close behind me, dumping me on the back. Embarrassed, I stepped forward and made eye contact with him. He was really tall. I gulped and smiled awkwardly. He wasn't very stoic and scowled at me openly. I almost smiled at knowing he wasn't going to hide his displeasure at seeing me again. He lowered his gaze at his large hands in front of him holding a large mug and a white drying towel. Why are you back? He asked in his husky, deep voice. It was laced with annoyance. I took a deep breath before answering as I neared the bar he stood behind, sliding onto one of the stools. I wanted another drink, I answered, putting on a rather good facade of confidence as I smiled brightly at him. His lips set into a deep line of disbelief. Since I hadn't had a single drop of alcohol the last four days I've set foot into this bar, just water. You could literally go anywhere else. He said dryly, not bothering to look up at me. Why are you here? I asked, already knowing his answer. It's my girlfriend's bar, he said simply, not bothering to explain anything else. My smile widened just a bit, if that was even possible. Yes, Sabine. Who is taking care of your company while you're helping her out, though? I inquired, managing not to flinch as I got his attention causing him to raise his stare and give me the most cold, murderous, calculating look he was capable of making. And that was saying something considering he was good at giving them and gave them out often. What? He asked, not wanting to reveal I had struck a nerve. But he was alert now. I could see it in the crease of his brow. I couldn't back out now. I had to follow through. After days of entering the bar and watching him whilst asking him question after question, I was finally going to reveal who I was and why I wouldn't leave him alone. Where's Sabine? I asked, looking around the muggy bar. 
There were no customers, and for that, I was glad. I didn't want any witnesses. Who are you? Lincoln asked, narrowing his eyes in suspicion as he quickly went through the people who knew about his relationship with Sabine, the eternal love of his life. I'm your biggest fan, Link, I answered, my arms resting on the bar, leaning forward calmly as I looked him right in his beautiful eyes, eyes that were the most intense Alice blue. He sized me up. I could tell he was trying to figure me out, the personality type I must be. Based off of my clothing, he was able to figure out that I did not want money. I made my aura as peaceful as I could to demonstrate to him I meant no harm, but allowed it to be firm enough so that he knew I wasn't a pushover either. Who are you? He repeated, but the tone had changed from threatened to slight curiosity, though still annoyed. I'm someone who knows everything about you. I know about Lisa. I know about your grades, about your father. I know what you felt losing your mother. I know how you used to stay up every night awake for your mom, pretended to be asleep, until she slatched away to her room after kissing you on the forehead. My voice trailed off at the last part, my eyes unfocusing slightly. I could feel that I had his full attention now. He had stopped moving and was simply looking at me. He didn't say it out loud, but I knew what he was thinking. Who is she? I allowed my words to sink in and took a deep breath. You probably won't believe who I am, I said, answering the question in his head, looking down at my hands, then looking up at him again. His look said, try me, so I did. I am a writer and world creator, and now, I said, looking him in the eyes, I do not want to write about you. I already have. It's why I know everything. I could see red flags going up in his mind's eye. I was wrong. He did believe me. Actually, he misunderstood me, because his eyes narrowed again. Have you been stalking me? I couldn't help but laugh. He was willfully up too sometimes. I mean, I would know. I created you, Link, I clarified, composing my laugh into a friendly smile. I'm sorry to say that there is no time to rest. There is no time to stay idle or allow yourself to become misinformed and stagnant. I know you are all coming alive now and I thank you. Don't let the pain from the birthing process stop you from growing into all that you are meant to be and ultimately all that we are meant to be. I know that what you're seeing isn't beautiful, nor is it pleasant, but it is our reality, a reality we must change, that we have every capacity to change. Boundaries are not placed to be tested, they are placed to be respected. Black women, femmes, mass, and non-binary people are leading the way and deserve to have our every respect and protection. Protecting these identities is protecting ourselves. Respecting these identities is respecting ourselves. So, I want to leave you with a little message that I hope stays with you. 
Here is the bottom line, the bottom line of reality, I see. There is an air of magic around you, an elegance of pure beauty. You are exquisitely made. Your soul shines radiantly. Even when you try to hide it, covering it, with the dark hate you feel, but just let go, don't be dominant, permit me to help you see. There is a passion within you that burns heatedly, mostly for the wrong feelings, fueling the abhorrence you feel for yourself unjustly. Believe me, sweet love, I know this with everything that I am. You are not meant for the cold. You are not meant for the hate. And lastly, you are not meant to be wasted. Your ambition is meant to be savored and tasted. Stop being so selfish and depriving the world of everything you have to offer and give. You're ridiculously unyielding and silly, determined to never be alive, to never live. Setting ablaze, consuming yourself and the world around you. Never stop fighting. You may never quit. Realizing that regardless of your shield, power you emit, causing those around you to kneel and submit. You are a being that I most admire. You burn and inspire, being someone that all should aspire to be. So don't give in. You are precious. You are valuable, my beautiful, my most wonderful fire. <laughs>